This is episode 158, Increase Your Self-Worth with Crystal. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, you can always catch a live life coaching episode on Wednesdays and every Saturday, a coach's corner where I either interview another thought leader, answer listener questions, or just talk about some topic myself. You can also catch this episode on YouTube. This is another video episode, and it's going to be our last video episode for a while. Thank you to all of you who have written in that the sound quality of the video episodes aren't as great as the usual audio episodes. We tried, we tried our best, we hear you, and we'll stick to the original sound episodes that you know and love. But this was such a good coaching session, I wanted to air it for all of you. And you can also catch more video episodes when you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Christine Hassler. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Track your hours, format the estimate, work out taxes, capture your expenses, chase that late payment, prepare the invoice, submit the proposal. Welcome to the worst part of being a freelancer, otherwise known as paperwork. The good news is that our friends at FreshBooks have created ridiculously easy cloud accounting software for freelancers that turns tackling these time-sucking, never-ending to-dos into no big things. Send a polished invoice in 30 seconds. Set yourself up to get paid online in two clicks and manage your expenses by taking pictures of your receipts from your phone. Oh, and if you need help to whip up a quick proposal to land the gig, FreshBooks has you covered. Now you can include an outline of your project, scope of work, and timeline as part of your estimate. No more switching software, no more fussing over style and formatting, and most importantly, no more wasting your precious time. To find out all the ways FreshBooks will transform how you deal with your paperwork, go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. And before we dive into the episode and a little more of my intro, I invite you to go back and listen to the Coach's Corner that aired on September 15th, where I talk about why experiential work is so important, especially if you have a lot of awareness, but things aren't shifting. And I outline what happens at my signature retreat. So go back and check out that episode. Today, I'm joined by Crystal, and we tackle a topic that I know a lot of you are going to relate to, which is self-worth. I say to Crystal in the episode that feelings of not enoughness or questions around self-worth or feeling like we're broken or unlovable in some way is something that most humans, especially in our kind of Western world, struggle with. Part of our journey as humans evolving in consciousness is to really upgrade that limiting belief that we're not worthy in some way, or there's something we have to do to earn our worth, to prove our enoughness. So many of us really fall into the conditioning that we have to do something to be worthy, that we have to do something to be enough, that we have to do something to be loved. And that comes from our old childhood issues and programming and patterning. And it's not true. (laughs) There is nothing you need to do to earn worthiness or enoughness or love. And you've probably noticed that. For a lot of you, you've probably checked off a lot of boxes in your life. You've achieved things, you've done things that you thought would give you the feelings of worthiness, but yet 
you're still not feeling it. You still think there's something you need to prove. That's because nothing outside of you, no person, no accomplishment, no amount of money, nothing outside of you is going to make you feel worthy and really help you embody that worthiness and that enoughness. That is truly an inside job. And it requires going back and updating some of the beliefs, healing some of those core issues, and also reframing how we look at certain life experiences. And you'll see me do that with Crystal in this episode. So as you're watching, consider, do you struggle with self-worth? Do you know intellectually you're enough, but yet you just aren't feeling it? Did you have a significant life event where someone left or someone was critical, and so you started to believe that you did something wrong? You might have started to personalize it. And again, even though intellectually you know it wasn't your fault, some part of you is having a hard time believing that. Do you relate to really being a giver? Like it's easy for you to give to other people and to really show up and to show great compassion. But when it comes to really receiving and taking things in and knowing you're worthy and really feeling that, that's a little more challenging. And finally, do you live life a little bit on guard? When something good happens, are you waiting for the other shoe to drop? Do you tend to think in worst case scenario because you're trying to protect yourself from getting disappointed? So keep these questions in mind as you watch or listen to my coaching session with Crystal. Crystal, hi, welcome to the show. How hi. can I help? Oh, um, I want to understand my worth. Your uh, worth? My worth, yes. I notice that I have trouble loving myself or whenever I'm triggered, I start questioning who I am if I'm enough, even if ah. I'm doing everything well. Like a perfect example at my job. I can be doing everything well. I'm committed. I'm showing my hard work, but I'll still question if it's enough. And that okay. enoughness has always been a theme throughout mm-hmm. my life or any emotional struggle, struggle I've had. And the reason I'm asking you about my worth is because when I was 16, I, it was probably from suppression, but I felt like mm-hmm. I was depressed to the point where like, I was suicidal. Okay. And so the main question that came into my mind was my worth. Like yeah. I didn't feel like I was enough. And so that is my question today because that's been the theme for these past like, nine years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, how would you know if you were enough? I don't know. Like I... I don't know. Like, for some reason, I'll still question it, even though I know, like, consciously, logically, Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything right. I'm showing up. I'm loving towards my peers. I am. I'm responsible. Like, I know I'm making good choices, but yet, when I'm by myself, I'm like, come on. Yeah. So. Well, you're attempting to create a feeling or an embodiment of a knowing through ration and logic and evidence. Yeah. And those two things (sighs) Don't. don't. no, no. It, 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 it's, it's like trying to cook a meal mm. with a bunch of tools you got at the hardware store. Yeah. Like you can clank around for a while, but yeah. you're not going to get the essence of what you really want. Exactly. So this is a great thing you're bringing up because every human being that I've ever met or come across, especially in our Western world, yeah. I shouldn't say every human being, but, but you know, most, yeah. especially in kind of the Western culture, has some limiting belief that goes along the lines of, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm broken. And from my point of view, our whole purpose Mm -hmm. in being on earth and evolving the human species is to really get, like really know, not just here, but really know that we are whole, that we are complete, that we're not better or less than anyone else. So Mm -hmm. I know you know this intellectually, but you're not feeling it, right? It hasn't slipped into your unconscious mind. Yeah. And that's what I've been working on. Like I will say at moments, I'll feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, I've integrated, like I got it. Right. And then all of a sudden I can be triggered 
like sure. I was recently that made me want to submit to the show. And all of a sudden, it's like everything just went left. And right. it's like, oh, I, I, was, I felt good. And now it's... Because that's how we grow. We yeah. grow through contrast. Mm-hmm. If, what, you're 25? Yeah, I'm 25. So if you had this, like, direct knowing that you totally got it at 25, what would you do the rest of your life? Yeah, you kind of be done here on the planet. That makes sense. So you're constantly going to be going through contrast. So okay. when a triggering event happens, what I'd love you to do is not go into, oh, I lost it, or, oh, I'm backtracking, mm-hmm. or, oh, I, not, not, because triggering events are triggering enough. But yeah. when we attach the judgment of, like, oh, I thought I had it, now I lost it, it yeah. just makes it worse. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is we all have our unique story and our unique triggering events Mm -hmm. that reinforce this BS belief that we're not enough in some way. And it's different for everybody. And how we really get to the embodiment of we're enough and we're complete and we're whole is to look at our own triggering events, the things that have happened in our life and heal them Mm -hmm. and have them, um, exist differently inside of us. Yeah. It's like basic human psychology, which I know you know. I'm just saying that to mm-hmm. you. So what I'd love to explore with you is where did this story of not enoughness begin for you? Um, oh, I think it began with my dad, for sure. Um, my, one of the main events that I remember when I was five years old, living in Orange County, like to this day. And so my dad is in my life. I go, I go see him, but I remember when I was a little kid seeing him leave and going, moving back to where he's from, Colombia. And just thinking like, just being so sad. And I always thought, at least when I was a child, I always thought that he was like going to come back for me. And then he didn't make that choice to move back. Mm -hmm. And so even though I know he's in my life and I love him to death and I've had- Your adult self. Yeah, absolutely. I still find myself thinking about that experience and wanting him I guess still with me even though I'm grown and like Mm -hmm. that's not what is going to happen you know what do you remember about your relationship with him when you were little um I I love my dad I love my dad so much yeah I actually recently saw pictures that he posted on social media and of like me with him and my family in Colombia that's a little came out yeah tell me more (sighs) about that yeah how did you feel around him I love my dad I was always happy with my dad I always felt really safe with my dad so what yeah, else? I love him to death. Um, yeah, I just I always had fun with my dad. I always felt like my dad understood me. My dad's more of the mm-hmm. empathetic one. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I always felt like I really needed that sense of guidance going up. Right. And it was kind of hard not having it because I always felt like I was crazy. Where I was like, I should be grateful. My life is good. But I'm still having these difficulties that manifested into this, what I felt as depression for a long time. Right, so. right. So would it be fair, and it's a great, the emotions coming up, and there's Kleenex down there if you need them. (laughs) So would it be fair to say that your dad, you know, up until you were five, was really like a light in your life? You felt safe with him? Mm -hmm. You felt, it sounds like you felt seen and understood? Oh, yeah. I still talk to my dad. You felt, okay, you felt love, stay stay with me in the five. That's Mm -hmm. okay, no, you're doing great. Um, You felt really loved by him. Mm -hmm. These are all really important things. Mm -hmm. These are all really important to our emotional development are really important to our psyche and you had all these things Mm -hmm. and then he physically went away Mm -hmm. is that accurate yes he moved so he moved back to Colombia and then I started traveling there over my summer so I would say he that he went from a consistent yeah place where you got love safety seen fun to he was there but it was more inconsistent yeah okay can you see how that's a traumatic shift yeah yeah definitely okay and so what, as a five-year-old, 
beliefs do you think you formed about yourself and about life and even about your dad? Oh, easy. That no matter how, what, like no matter what I do and how much I love or how wonderful and giving of a person I am, it's still not going to be enough because I feel like I can be put second place because in the end, like that choice was made. Like, and what choice do you perceive him making? Um, what that he was able to just, just consider me as a second option. Like I felt like, a, like I was like a sacrifice, but mm-hmm. as like that, I can make uh, like I can make that choice. And so I, I think I definitely internalized that, thinking, "Wow, my own parent can do that." Dang, like, mm-hmm. <sighs> right. So if he had stayed, do you think you'd still have this issue of worth? Um, for some reason, like, my honest answer still comes up as yes and no. Okay. Um, yes, in the sense that, like, I have my dad that loves me, and I have that sense of security, and I have, you know, both of my parents with me. But for some reason, I still want to say no. Uh-huh. Um, and I get maybe that's something that I've considered and something else that I couldn't piece together. And that mm-hmm. was more recently mm-hmm. because I mean, I guess I do have two parents. So mm-hmm. maybe that has something to do with it as well. Well, maybe it's also because intuitively know that every human struggles with this on some level. Yeah. Am I enough? Am yeah. I deserving? And we all have our particular way that it plays out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what I really see in, in your current setup is if, dad had stayed around and he had continued to be this sense of like kind of like what you sourced love and safety and security on Mm -hmm. then you might have even had more of a codependent mesh relationship with him Mm. yeah would you say that you're self you're pretty independent and you're good at figuring things out and navigating the world um up to this point in my experiences i like to i like to think so um my mom made sure i was a made sure to be a good strong independent right you know right and can you see that was part of the blessing yeah. of your dad leaving? Yeah. Is that you had to strengthen this other part of you? Mm-hmm. Whereas if he had stayed, who knows? That might have atrophied a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving you kind of like a different perspective. There's, mm-hmm. there's lots of like ways life could have set this up for you. Okay. And the way we can, how we can kind of shift out of the pain. See, here's the thing. Sometimes to go back and do the work that brings up a lot of old pain, mm-hmm. we have to kind of, shift out of the pain enough yeah. and see it from a different perspective. So going back and dealing with the pain isn't as daunting. Okay. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Okay. So like for you, your dad leaving mm-hmm. was a loss. Okay. Yeah. You can see that. And mm-hmm. it still brings up emotion to this day. Yeah. But how do you think it served you? Why do you think your soul picked that? Oh, man, I completely thought about this question, too. Yeah. yeah, before coming here, I was like, what are my lessons that I'm gaining from this? <sighs> I wow, I don't want to take your answer being, like, strong and independent. Like, I really mm-hmm. wanted to be from myself and what I learned. I guess really, because I've been thinking about it so much, really understanding my worth without having to garner it from other people. Because I, if I'm really thinking about, like, really understanding myself and being able to appreciate and support myself Mm -hmm. and um, let me ask you this how often are you uh afraid something bad's gonna happen or the other shoe is gonna drop especially when life gets good think about that a lot i do I i tend to have um 
I think that was another portion that kind of scared me when I felt like I was depressed was that I'd have really intense, just like worst scenario thoughts. I could even think about it coming over here being like, oh, something's going to happen to disrupt this wonderful moment in my life to come. Exactly. And I was like, why am I thinking? Like, why, why, why am I thinking? You know like why, why? Because I'm always waiting for something. To right, because you had all this love and this person that you kind of like was your God in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then he's gone. Not completely, but gone enough for you to feel it and yeah. for it to feel like a major loss for you. Mm-hmm. So I think it also, at five years old, you formed the belief of, well, can't get too excited about anything can't trust love, can't trust good things, can't trust good feelings, the Mm. other shoe's going to drop, I always got to be on guard. Mm. So because of that, you're always going to be manifesting the other shoe dropping, which then perpetuates your belief that you're not worthy. Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of keep collecting evidence for your story. Mm -hmm. Even if like the evidence may not be happening, I will think it. Like I will think something, even if it's like super extreme, even though everything is like awesome. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. I will still think of something negative in my mind and I don't understand why that's my thought process, even though... you're trying to protect yourself. Yeah. What are you trying to protect yourself from? Being... I'm not sure. Being disappointed. Yeah. Being Being hurt. Being disappointed. Mm -hmm. Getting your hopes up. Getting so excited about something, falling in love with something, feeling so successful about something, and then having it taken away. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you say that because, not funny, it's accurate that you say that because I felt like these, especially recently, these past, I don't know, year and a half, two years, I felt like I was dealing with those um, with those issues. And fortunately, with Through Your Show and everything, really trying to change my perception of things. Like, I was working a job before the one I just mentioned, like I told you earlier. Right. And out of the blue, just nowhere, hor- like this horrible evaluation, right. all these things in the very, like, as if I was, like, ruining the company. Right. And I was like, I can't, I can't be here. Like, right. I literally cannot be here, especially these people do not want me. Like, yeah. I was, like, having this internal struggle because I was worrying about my mom because me and my mom, we, like, we take care of each other and I help her out a lot. And I was like, I, I physically cannot be in this space. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I need to, I, I cannot be here. Like, I'm dreading this and being around people who, they tell me horrible things and all of a sudden, if I come back, they're just going to look at me and think they can treat me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got, of course, with my mom's permission, because it affects her too, I was like, Mom, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. And so I, and I resigned. I just straight yeah. resigned, didn't yeah. even show up. And then after that, six days later, I ended up being contacted for the position here. I didn't even right. apply for it. It's just an abrupt choice that I made. Right. And I was like, yeah, whoa. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Because as long as you're kind of running that low self-worth story, mm-hmm. you are going to attract opportunities that resonate on that. And you made that very self-honoring decision to leave. Mm-hmm. And so the universe was like, Awesome. Like, here's something that's more in alignment because you up-leveled yourself. But the thing is, you've got to keep up-leveling for the universe to keep Mm -hmm. up-leveling. So I want to go back, and I want to give you a different way to hold this whole kind of abandonment thing. Because really, that's at the core of this. You had an abrupt loss of something you had attached to so much love and safety and trust and everything like Mm -hmm. that. Okay? So you keep recreating it Mm -hmm. in your life, other shoe dropping, feelings of low self-worth. And, and really, I think it's more this fear of the something bad is going to happen. I can't trust life mm-hmm. that perpetuates well, the story of not worthy, not being worthy. You know, it's kind of interesting that, that you said that because I think about, like, my parents and growing up, too. Yeah. Some of the stories that I heard from, you know, of course, from their experiences growing up that 
can't be yeah. super trusting, can't, can't be, be right. you know. But then I was like, I don't know how much it's going to serve me anymore because then I can't. It's it's not, but it's still kind of running. Yeah. So so that like you can't trust life is going to keep bringing kind of crappy circumstances mm-hmm. that perpetuate that I don't deserve good things because crappy things keep happening to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stay with me on this. Mm-hmm. So can you see that you personalize dad leaving at five years old? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So as long as you personalize that mm-hmm. experience, you keep creating it in your life. Okay. Okay? If you go back and you don't personalize it and you see that it was, it, it was the degree to which he could show up, like it was his decision that had zero zilch, nada to do with you, yeah. nothing to do with you at all, then you don't personalize it. You don't make it about you. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't make it about you, you don't have to keep recreating the story in your own life. Okay. Okay. So making it about me, like not making like a, like a victim story kind of thing? Well, or? yeah, not making it, not making it part because it was really his choice yeah. to leave. Mm-hmm. You were there trusting him, trusting life for whatever reason. He had his own issues, stories, circumstances, whatever, mm-hmm. that had zero to do with him and 100% to do with you. But you're taking his issues into your life. Mm. Whoa. Okay. Wow. I never thought of it in that way, taking his own, like internalizing his yep. own problems. Yep. Wow. Because you made his actions yeah. have something to do with you. Yeah. And therefore, you continue to take that into your life experience. That everything has something to do yes. with you, whether something goes wrong or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Well, and you keep, because, yes. Yeah. You keep recreating experiences where it feels like the other shoe's going to drop. Because you personally think you caused that. You personally think you caused him to leave. So you personally, on an unconscious level, believe that bad things happen to you. So as long as you believe that, Mm -hmm. bad things continue to happen. Wow. I never, that's crazy. Like, I'm just being, I'm I'm taking this a while. Like, no matter what, even unconsciously, even if I can't, like, access it, that's at least at this moment. Like, this is the belief that it is that I have. Yep. So and it's one, so my main limiting that's my main limiting belief yep. that not lack of enoughness or that I'm not safe in this place. Yep. Okay. Yep. That that's what fueled the self worth. Because remember, mm-hmm. I said we all have that kind of like limiting belief. Yeah. And how we work with it, we can do all the affirmations in the world and read all the both, but mm-hmm. but until we get to the core event of what like perpetuates that limiting belief, we're kind of like ah, we yeah. know we're worthy intellectually, but we don't feel it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And because you have this limiting belief that keeps reinforced that you can't trust life, bad things happen to you, mm-hmm. you have to believe you're not worthy because why else would the other shoe keep dropping? Yeah. Or something good happens for a while, but then, oh, look out. Something you never know what's, what's going to happen because that's what or happens hour, to me. If not, if, even if it's not happening, I'm looking for it to happen. Right. Like, I'm just Always like, oh. look out, which is self-protection. Yeah. But, but it's not comfortable, though. Exactly. But if you really felt your inherent worth and you trusted life, because that's the other thing. When we don't feel worthy, it's hard to f- trust life and the universe. Because yeah. we don't really trust the universe has our back. We don't really trust life is going to work in our favor. Even when things are hard, we don't really trust it's for us. Mm. Because if we feel unworthy in some way, we see life lessons more as a punishment mm. and as our fault. We personalize everything. You personalize your dad leaving, so you personalize every difficult situation that comes your way. You think it's your fault. You blame yourself, which perpetuates a limiting story of of low self-worth and not enoughness. 
I do. I definitely do do that because I have a, like, I can be very controlling in the sense, like, I want to make sure everything is perfect and, you know, make sure that I got everything. Is everyone okay? Are you good? Like, you know, just whatever, whatever. Or for me to, like, even if I'm trying, I don't know, like, with people or whatever, manipulate the situation because I, I I guess I'm good with people and I have that intuition. I can even take on the blame that I feel people are, like, upset about just so it's good. Right. Which is ridiculous because I end up being frustrated. All self-protection. Okay. So the dots are connecting. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So how we work with this is we give different meaning because there's what happens and then there's what we make it mean. Yeah. And you, again, intellectually, I know that you know on some level it wasn't your fault, but that little five-year-old inside still thinks it has something to do with her. Mm. And she took it personally on some level. So we've got to like reframe it and have you hold it differently inside for you. How do I do that? Because I've been trying. Well, we, we got to go back and like really get to the, re- the truth of why dad left. Oh, I, I do know at least somewhat because he wasn't happy. I know that he wasn't happy being in the States. He wasn't, he wasn't happy being here, you know, and right. like, do you have an unhappy father growing up with an unhappy father? Mm-hmm. Or do you, you know, make a choice for yourself to make sure that you're you and why I mean? wasn't he unhappy? Why do you think he couldn't be un- Why do you think he couldn't be happy here? Well, I know he did. He experienced some. Definitely experienced. I remember clearly, like experiencing a lot of racism mm-hmm. here, um, growing up, or not growing up, but during his experience in, in the nineties. Um, probably, I know. I don't think his, my mom and him weren't really working out. You know, mm-hmm. of course. And I think there were some issues compromising on how he could like go to school and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know and end up being a more viable option to move back. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know those choices, but then, you know, in the back of my mind, I'll be like, but all your friends moved here with you and they stayed. Mm-hmm. They had kids. Mm-hmm. Like, well, let's, let's try to, try to, I want yeah. you to kind of put on your psychologist hat and not be his daughter for a second. Okay. All right. But kind of like get into his psyche a little bit and knowing that he, he didn't feel happy here. His relationship with your mom wasn't great. He missed home. Mm-hmm. I don't know what some of his childhood stuff was. But do you think he felt... Do you felt, think he felt successful as a man here in the States? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I don't, probably not, because I know that he didn't get into a school he wanted to. So he's right. like, I'm going to come to the States and you know, have that experience and still wanted to go to school, right. but couldn't make that happen. And to be in the place that he is now. Um, so he went, you know, I know that was a, I think it was still a motivation for right. being able to go. So he didn't feel successful. He didn't feel on purpose. He, did he, he felt discriminated against yeah. at times. Okay, and, and as a man, what do you think that did to him? Probably didn't make him feel good, especially as a young man. Okay, so stay with me. Yeah. So would you say his self-worth was pretty low? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay. If I have a... Let's say I have a jar this big, mm-hmm. and I want to pour a gallon of water in it. You can't do it. No. No. Okay? So imagine his self-worth and self-love jar was this big, mm-hmm. and here comes you, mm-hmm. a gallon of love, mm-hmm. and a gallon of, like, knowing he's so worthy and seeing the true him, mm-hmm. not the way he saw himself. Because mm-hmm. as a little girl, you saw him as God. Mm-hmm. You saw him as a king. Yeah. You didn't see himself like that. Mm-hmm. How uncomfortable do you think that was for him? I probably, probably didn't even know how to handle it. Right. Yeah. In a lot of ways, he might not have been able to handle 
all the love that you were giving and how you saw him because he didn't see himself that way. In a lot of ways, he felt like a failure and probably felt some shame. And this may be conscious, it may be unconscious, but maybe the only thing he felt like he could do was leave because he thought maybe there he could prove himself, he could have a life for himself, he could be the man that he thought he was. Yeah. I mean, he is doing really well. He is doing very well, so. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh gosh. Because then a part of me is like, well, I wish I would like, I don't know if I'd move there, it's about to experience all of that because I see how like happy everyone is and, right. you know, married and having a, I'm going to have a little brother too. So, yeah. So, and that. And but here's that. what, I, but this is, this is the dots I want you to connect mm-hmm. is that it really had nothing to do with not loving you. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with not wanting to be in your life. It had nothing to do with your worth. In a sense, he might have felt like he wasn't enough, like he couldn't be the father that he really wanted to be for you yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can understand that if you're having difficulties feeling like feeling good about yourself, especially if I'm going through it, like yeah. I get it. Like, then how are you going to feel like you can take care of like like exactly. a small life? Like, how if you don't even feel like. You can do it. Like, shoot, me, the idea of me even being a parent right now, 25, yeah. like, I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, right. no way. Yeah. And you said that you have a good relationship with him now, right? Um, I like to think so. I think I can own that. I feel like maybe now some of my old stuff yeah. might be leaking out because I'm grown and right. I'm more mature as opposed to, you know, feeling guilty that, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Like, I have parents and, you know, yeah. I get to travel the world and da 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 You know, but now as I've really started exploring myself more and my life has been shifting in the direction that mm-hmm. I want to, mm-hmm. now it's like I feel like more of my old stuff is starting to right. come out and leak on him as opposed to maybe communicating in a more effective way. Yeah. Or if I try to, maybe it's not reciprocated the way I would like it to, but I can't expect that from someone that's Well, and rightfully me, you know? so, you probably had some anger and hurt because yeah. you were taking him leaving personally. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement to you, Crystal, would be to work through, to go back and give that five-year-old a voice. Yeah. Like to work through some of that anger and that hurt and that sadness mm-hmm. and really reassure her and really, really help her understand, oh, sweetheart, this had nothing to do with you. And how do I do that? Because I've like been practicing like that visualization. Yeah. I can have me on my phone. Yeah. You know? Well, the expectation hangover helps. Yeah. Personal mastery course helps. Actually just writing, like look, you said you looked at pictures of her on a phone talking mm. internally. Like I was just talking to you in, yeah. that, in that place. It's like you didn't do anything wrong. And here's, here's the other way. Life will keep bringing you opportunities mm-hmm. to practice this. It will keep triggering you. Uh. Okay. For just not, yeah. not forever. I know. <laughs> just to give you practice. Yeah. So in those moments where you feel the shoes dropped, mm-hmm. something bad has happened, you don't feel self-worthy, you don't feel something, you not only reassure 25-year-old Crystal, you go back to that five-year-old little girl and you're like, ooh. Because mm-hmm. really it's her that's getting triggered. Yeah. It's that part of you that keeps kind of recreating these circumstances and these events. Mm-hmm. So you go back. And that's when you really talk to her is in those triggering events. And you say, you didn't do anything wrong. This isn't your fault. You're so worthy. You're so lovable. What do you need? Mm. And from there, it just kind of like naturally grows, like understanding like my place and my worth and like really being content. Yes. Yes. And the more you 
shift the way you see your dad moving. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he didn't move away from you. He yeah. moved toward the man he needed to become. Okay. Yeah. I so do. that he could eventually yeah. be the father to you that he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. He may not be the father that you, he might not have done it the way you wanted him to, but he had to do it the way he thought he was doing it best for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I want him to be there. Like, of course, like, I love him so much. You know, like, I'm going to have a little brother, maybe a big sister soon, and, you yeah. know, and I want him to be that person. And that's what prompted me to be here because I felt so guilty that I felt like I was also, like, projecting onto my future little brother that, like, they're going to have all these things I didn't have growing up that I wanted and the yeah. dad that he is going to be for him as he, right. he deserves. I was like, yeah. like, the peace is just like, oh, yeah. I, want, I want that so bad. Well, you want it so for you, my love. And so I don't know that he'll ever give you exactly yeah. what that. I don't know that he'll give his son that, that he's on his own journey. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is that you really give that to you. Yeah. And you, um, you know, we never want to source our love from someone else. Yeah, that's Especially correct. a parent. Yeah. Because people have their own stuff. And if we source our love from anyone then it definitely makes self-worth even harder. Yeah. Because someone can just be in a mood one day, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, love is gone? Am I not worthy? Like, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't think I did anything to change, but wait, you're not loving me the uh, same? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we're never sourcing our love or basing our worth on anybody's actions or the way someone else shows up. Yeah, and I think I wanted that so badly too. Of course. Because like, growing up with my mom, she's very different. Yeah. And so I, because being so independent, I don't think... With my mom, I was like, I craved that guidance, and I really yeah. didn't always feel like I got that, like, yeah. that kind of attention that I needed. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of my lesson that I started realizing now. That's like, I always denied, like, I denied. I would hear it, you know, talking to other people, or even because I've gone to like my own small therapy here mm-hmm. and there and heard those same things, but really never took it in or like, no, that's not it, that's not it. But then recently, I was just like, hmm, kind of looking at different scenarios in my life, and I was like, I, I really, in a lot of ways, I think I do, I do do that. And coming here, I was like, I, I, uh, sorry, I'm trying to articulate it as I think about it and I feel it right now, you know, um, that I, I desperately wanted like to have that for my parents or seeing other kids like yeah. being like either more, what I interpreted as more successful than I am or this, than the other, da, 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 because of having that investment, you know, mm-hmm. and Recently, I was just like, but I need to do this for myself yep. because the life that I want to live, there's no way I can do any of it if I don't really believe that I can. And that comes from, if I'm sourcing my love from other people, I'm getting validation or like. Well, and it's even before, if I don't believe that I can, is knowing that I'm worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can have all the confidence and self-belief and self-affirmation that you want, but if on a core level you don't really know and feel you're worthy, nothing really shifts. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your breakthrough today? I think my breakthrough today was really shifting my perspective um, with my dad and him understanding understanding him more in a place that I am now being the same age and how difficult that can be to really be the parent that you want if you don't feel like, and maybe him going through his own stuff, being really capable or worthy of being able to handle it, you know? Here you go. So he didn't feel Mm self-worth. You personalized his actions. So now you're taking his self-worth issue 
into your life. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Whoa. That is something that I was not expecting to hear mm-hmm. at all. Like really internalize. Wow. And when we personalize something, we often internalize that person's issues as well. And we carry on their stuff into our life. And I totally have a habit of like taking in other people's issues too. Like, cause I, I am intuitive and I'm good with that, but I was just like, why? I, 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 I feel like I tend to internalize other people's yeah. pain, which can make me kind of um, maybe be catering to a fault, yeah. I guess, yeah. where I'm more concerned with everyone else around me but myself. Right. And I never, the idea of really taking on my dad's issues, I, in personalizing, wow, that's. Yeah, so the sooner oh, you wow. give that back to him, the sooner you're going to feel self worth, and the sooner you're going to feel like the universe really has your back. So if I give that back, why, like, how does that make me feel that self-worth by giving that back? What is it, like a sense of you freedom? Stop personalizing, yeah. Yeah. It's sense of truth. The difference between judgment and being... Exactly. With the suffering, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Feel? I definitely feel like a breath of fresh air because I was just been so, like, adamantly, like, really trying to figure it out and being like, even when I'm visualizing myself sad or as a little girl sad, mm-hmm. as opposed to judging myself, I'm like, okay, here, what do you need? Like, what, what do you need? And trying to mm-hmm. hear it and listen to it. And I just never realized, and it, it just, this really, like in my gut, yeah, you know, good. it makes sense. And this good. is why I listen to your show because in my gut, it makes just so much sense that. I mean, your body's getting it. And yeah. That's how we embody these things. That I internalized his, yep. his pain. Like a lot of his stuff I took on yep. myself. Yep, and that's often the way when someone leaves, how we keep an attachment. Oh, like attachment to my father, like being in my life? Yep. Yep. We hang on to their issues as a way to stay connected. Wow. And you know, I do tend to connect with people on, like, when it comes to issues or talking about the issues and things like that. That's bad because I love, you know, people in my life. Yeah. Wow. Vulnerability is great, but we don't want to bond yeah, over, over issues, mm-hmm. right? You really want to, like, shine. Yeah. I feel like I really have started to shine Beautiful. on it, like, recently. I see it. Yeah. I know. I just, oh, life really is coming in full circle. I, I can't even, like, handle it and then, like, be here and then hear this. Yes, you this. can. I can handle it. Take it in. I'm, I'm taking it in and I'm just yeah. breathing through it and being it's so just grateful. Just breathe that in. Yeah. Just, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Of love. Of love. <laughs> Connection, of connection, of abundance, of abundance, of joy, joy, oh ease, and grace. ease and grace. Saying it out loud with someone else who's like, keep going. Very diff- I'm, I'm worthy of abundance. I'm worthy of everything that I want in my life. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of being able to achieve anything that I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm worthy of it being easy. I'm worthy. What would you say? I'm worthy of it being easy and worthy. graceful. Yeah, I'm worthy of it being easy mm-hmm. and graceful. Mm-hmm. And I'm really worthy to be seen for who, I am. For who I am. Exactly as I am right now. Exactly as I am right now. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to say those words? Like, why is it like... It's just new neural nets forming in your brain. Mm-hmm. You've predicated your worth on doing things. Mm-hmm. So why it's hard in this moment is because there's no because afterwards. We're not saying I'm worthy because. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of like my language too and like, yeah. 
Makes sense. You don't need a because. You don't need to justify your worth. You're lovable and worthy and enough just as you are. And the more you see that and own that, the more you'll feel it. The more your life will start to show up that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like my heart is like is beating right now. Like it's, it's yeah. really. Yeah. So just breathe it in because what's also happening is you're receiving right now mm-hmm. a lot of my love and support and compassion. And so just take that in. I know there's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to give back. Mm-hmm. You're just worthy of receiving it. I think I tend to give it out a lot. Like I always say, like you give what the, what you always say you really need. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm having one of those moments yeah. right well, now. It's beautiful to be a giver, but if it's out of balance and not in harmony with really receiving, especially receiving in the areas that are hard, mm-hmm. it's out of balance. Oh. So you got to practice your receiving muscle. Just little things like if somebody gives a compliment, just say thank you. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that too. I get so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and receive the universe blessings without questioning when the other shoe is going to drop. Yeah, that's that's in my my thought process. What I'm really working on, and yes, this is the first step in order to do that. Is yep. just it's all good. Yep. It's okay. You know. We're always in interaction with the universe. You know, I can only control myself, but I can't control everything else. So I got to take it in, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and just even simpler. I'm worthy. It's all for me. I'm loved. I'm no more or less worthy than anyone else. I'm more or less worthy than, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. I just, I didn't think how much like this would be I guess viscerally you know because I, I guess I'm really like taking it in as opposed yeah. to being here good know? and that's why that's I'm having such a hard time like like saying I'm saying it so quietly that's good that's good you don't need to say anything at all you can just let it shift and reorient things in your body yeah, yeah so it'd be good to after even you leave to just write, I just learned and I feel, and really capture what's happening for you. Yeah, okay. I think that'll make, doing this moment, will make a lot of the changes that I've seen from, like, whether it's going on with my family and mm-hmm. things like that, and just listen to your show and learning a lot. And for me, this was that fundamental in order to maybe make some of those changes. Maybe, I don't know, within my family or generationally or, you know, patterns. And you do like it for that, you, and it'll shift. Yeah. That, that was forward and backwards point. yep that was always this is was it like I know I know I know yeah. that was it because I was like I want to create my own legacy it starts with me but That's in order for, for that sure. to happen I need to really take in my worth and take in other people and take in like yep. I'm here I'm 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 for the I'm alive and I'm here exactly I love the way Crystal showed up in this episode. She was so open, so willing, and so excited to discover things about herself. One thing that was really special about Crystal is she had this energy of curiosity, and it made her even easier to work with because when we come into any kind of coaching session or any kind of personal growth with a little bit of frustration, like we really want to have a breakthrough, but also curiosity, there's an openness. 
her curiosity really trumped any resistance. I really didn't feel resistance to where we were going, even resistance to pain that was coming up because she was so curious about why she was like the way she was and she was curious about looking back into her life. And that's such an important quality when we're approaching self-growth is that curiosity because it helps us get to those aha moments even quicker. What was most pivotal about this coaching session with Crystal is identifying that core event where she decided she was unworthy in some way. And what we were able to get to is she took personally her father leaving. And anytime we take things personally, we take that issue with us. So she was basically taking her father's actions, which were based not on her, but on his own issues with self-worth. She took those personally. So not only did that hurt, but it also, he also took on all the issues of her father's self-worth and brought that into her life. Also, because on some level she thought it was her fault, she thought her father leaving was her fault, then she thinks she's the reason why he left. So she thinks she's the reason bad thing happened, which is why she has this waiting for the other shoe to drop worst case scenario kind of thinking. Because as long as we think we're the common denominator, we keep recreating these experiences. And life keeps giving her opportunities to really question her self-worth. So she stops thinking that something external is going to make her feel worthy. You know, she keeps having these accomplishments, but still is questioning whether she's enough because she's starting to see no matter what I do, that isn't, that isn't healing this wound. That isn't easing this pain. And so life is really showing her over and over again that it truly is an inside job. So her work is two things, both mentally reframing how she holds her dad leaving inside really seeing that it was a decision he made because he thought that would make him a better father. Reframing it in that way, holding it differently inside herself, will help her ease the pain a little bit, will help her not take it personally. And then it's working with that five-year-old, because it's the five-year-old that's getting triggered in her 25-year-old life by all these events. It's, it's really going back to that five-year-old and reminding her that it's not her fault, that the universe is for her that the divine father is always there, that the universe has her back and she didn't do anything wrong. Crystal also was able to articulate that she was feeling something viscerally. And that's when we know we're really embodying something. There's so much awareness in the personal transformation industry and that is great. But mentally getting something versus physically feeling it viscerally in our body, when those two things both happen at the same time, that's when transmutation happens. That's when transformation happens because we're getting it on a cellular level. And when we get it on a cellular level, then our brain pathways change. Our neural nets basically start to change. And it's way easier to rewire our brain and form different belief systems. So in your personal development work, you want to make sure that you're embodying the feeling, that you're not just having these aha moments mentally, but you're feeling it viscerally as well. So I hope you received a lot of value from this episode. I hope it supports you in really remembering the truth of who you are, knowing that you're worthy, knowing that you're enough, knowing that there's nothing, absolutely nothing you have to do to earn love or worth or enoughness. If you like this show, check out Divorce Sucks with celebrity divorce attorney, Laura Wasser. Each week she answers questions, shares anecdotes, and chats with opinionated men and women, innovative thought leaders and celebrities about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. So check out Divorce Sucks with Laura Wasser weekly on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.